in three, two, one. Hello and welcome everyone to the No Outlet Podcast. And folks, I am excited for this episode. As you all know, I am a huge and passionate supporter of hemp, cannabis, and all the good people who offer and promote the benefits found in the amazing plants. In fact, you may also know and remember that I was fortunate enough to own and operate a hemp company in the early 90s. It was called Lost Harvest, and back in the day, there were all these crazy people like myself who thought we could change the world by bringing hemp to the masses. And if you had asked me then in 1994 what would have become legal on a widespread level, marijuana or hemp, I would have absolutely said hemp, and I would have absolutely been wrong. Uh, However, that doesn't mean that there still aren't uh, an amazing group of people out there uh, promoting hemp, and I'm very happy to say that it's alive and well. In fact, it's become bigger and more diversified than most people would have guessed. Um, Tonight, we're very lucky. We have somebody who is part of that movement and somebody whose company is on the forefront of bringing hemp to as many people as possible. I'm very excited to have her on the show. So without any further delay, please give a warm, no-outlet welcome to Laura from the Healing Rose Company in Newburyport, Massachusetts. Hey, Laura. Uh, Thanks for having me today. I'm so grateful to be here. We're grateful to have you here. Um, So we're going to play a game called 20 Questions. And it always starts in the exact same place, and that's with question number one. This is an easy one. For those of the people in the audience here and listening at home that don't know, could you enlighten people on what it is that the Healing Rose Company does, the products, where they can find them, just a general overview of your company? Sure. So we were founded in 2016. We are basically um, a manufacturer of products. So we aren't necessarily a storefront, um, but we do sell our products online and in over 200 retail stores. And what we manufacture are hemp, cannabinoid-infused wellness products. We focus a lot on topical products like salves, bath soaks, lip balms, body and massage oils. And then we also have tinctures and extracts as well. Um, Our facility is certified organic, and then we are under the... Massachusetts Department of Agricultural Resources hemp program here in Massachusetts. So we're licensed by that as well. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, and let me tell you something, 200 retail stores, um, especially in today's world, like that is a feat. Um, I've been a wholesaler and manufacturer myself, and Mm -hmm. that is not easy to do. So nice job there. Thank you. Yeah, and they're all independent. So that's not really any chains or anything like that. It's just been throughout the years of, yeah, which we love working with small businesses. Um, you know, I, I love the fact that you're a woman-led and family-owned business. My mother ran a business for 30 years. My daughter currently owns a business, uh, Everyday Boost, a cold-pressed juice company. So for, for someone who's never tried hemp out there in the world, let's say you've got somebody listening right now that has no idea what it is that you're talking about. Like I understand when you say extract and tinctures and all those different things, mm-hmm. but if you were going to take somebody who is brand new to hemp uh, and, and all it can do for them, where would you point them? What would be the product that's the easiest entry point to try hemp out? Yeah. So there's kind of like two paths. You're, would you like relief for like a 
pain or something that's bothering you physically because a topical, which is just like a body cream that you put on and applies localized relief is going to be the way to go. If you're looking for like sleep support, anxiety support, just starting with a simple CBD oil, which is our tinctures, what we make too. Um, and using that kind of just like you would like a supplement type of product, um, is a great place to start as well. But there's kind of just two general paths that most people are maybe looking to get some help with, whether it's physical pain or, you know, emotional help or sleep help is usually those main pain points for people. Very cool. Um, You know, you've called, uh, by the way, you've got an amazing website. You guys go check it out. Um, It's got a ton of information. It's not just a place to, you know, to see what they sell, but it also gives background of the people that work there and, it's a great website, and, and I like what you said there on the site. You said they that cannabis and hemp are master plants. I think that's a great way to say it, um, and that they can change the world. I agree. Why do you think that? So the most amazing thing that I think um, cannabis does that not other plants necessarily all do is that it works with our own endocannabinoid system in our body. Um, and for that reason, it can help with so many different conditions and issues. Um, and the endocannabinoid system, just to give like a super top level overview, mm-hmm. um, I like to describe it as a complex physiological network that's comprised of receptors throughout our entire bodies. Every mammal has this um, entire system in our bodies. Um, and CB1 receptors are internal in our brain. That's how like cannabis traditionally everyone knows binds to those receptors to get you high, but it also can help with like anxiety and gut support. And then we have CB2 receptors all over our peripheral nervous system. And those are found in our skin and why topicals work so well. Um, So yeah, I always think the endocannabinoid system is like a, a great place to start and to think about and like why it can, it, it'll um, help maintain homeostasis in our body. So when you're using cannabis and giving endo or phytocannabinoids to that system, it really can help with so many different things. And that's why I think that alone, never mind hemp, can be used for thousands of different things like paper and clothes and sure. food. I mean, I, we, you, I'm sure you're very passionate about that as well. Um, so cannabinoids are just one part of why cannabis and hemp are just this amazing plant that can do so many different things for all aspects of, of our world. Yep. Well said. Absolutely. You know, I, I love the name, but I'm curious, how'd you come up with it? Sure. So the healing Rose is named after our dog Rose. She's a rescue pit bull. Um, she's nine years old now. She's oh, wow. the sweetest dog in the whole world. Um, and when we were starting the company, we wanted to let people know what we're trying to do. So that's where the healing came in. And then rose also has the highest frequency of vibrations for flowers. It's just such a healing, amazing flower as it is. And it all just kind of came together really beautifully for the name. Okay. I love that answer. And you just got my attention. So I'm a, I, I'm really into energy, vibration, all that stuff. And did you just say that the rose has the highest vibration of any flower? Is that what you said? Yes. That wow. is to my understanding of what I've, yeah, I've learned. And yeah, that's been, you know, people just really love roses, whether it's maybe their grandmother's middle name or just the flower itself is so beautiful and so powerful. And I know my, I'm so drawn to it. Um, 
So I just love that it's in our logo as well. Amazing. That's so cool. Um, Mm -hmm. So 200 retail stores, as I said, is a lot. How many different, how many states does that represent? Um, So last I checked, we were represented in 26 different states. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Great job. Any uh, international accounts? Um, No, CBD is kind of on that sketchy point in the past for international sales. It's opening up, um, but we've been so kind of in our U.S. bubble that it's not something we're doing right now, but definitely open to. Totally. Uh, And you're based in Newburyport, one of my favorite towns. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you manufacture everything right there? We do. So we don't like do on-site like CO2 extractions. We work with a really wonderful lab um, over in North Andover that does organic CO2 extractions for like the hemp extractions. Wow. But everything else, we get raw ingredients. Um, Our facility is USDA certified organic, which is a very intense process. Um, So we get inspected twice a year on that. And we have an amazing all-female staff that makes the products from raw ingredients to finish. And they're very, have the highest standards you could imagine with like labeling and making sure everything's consistent, uh, making sure every, even the containers themselves are sanitized and looking perfect before we use them. So try to make a very consistent and very high quality product. Love it. Um, and and just out of curiosity, like, do you go to trade shows? I know there's a bunch of different, um, trade shows. Is that how you get your new customers? Yeah, that's definitely how we've been in 26 different states of wholesale. Um, I've gone to Oregon and I've gone to New York. We've gone to Pennsylvania. We've done every single New New England state trade show. Um, We do a lot of markets. I really believe in like making that connection with people and getting out there and having them really try the products. And once you do that, we have customers for life. Like we really truly believe if you're able to like try the products, seal them out, that will win you over. So I think that is a huge, has been a huge part of our strategy. And we're also in 80 dispensaries in Massachusetts. So oh, cool. for us being at those like cannabis trade shows and making sure our presence is always felt there is a big part of our strategy as well. Have you heard of the champs show? Oh yes, I have. I have not been out for that. Um, it's like not quite the target market, but I've heard it's, <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> yeah, we, I went once, um, and I would agree that it's a lit. It's maybe like a five percent overlap. Like you'd probably get a couple of accounts, but it's really more. It's more heavy on the like, um, you know, head shop. You know, someone that's selling yeah. you know pipes and, and what have you. So it's not. Yeah, really I have some glass blower friends who've gone out for it and they kill it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It's a lot of fun out there. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. So again, so let's say there's somebody listening right now who just uses your regular store-bought, you know, soap, um, uh, chemical lace, you know, all, all the synthetic stuff that's in there and they're considering switching over and using, you know, hemp based soaps instead. What is mm-hmm. going to be the thing that they notice when they make that switch? Like what's the, what's the biggest difference between using your regular, buy it on the Shaw's shelf soap to buying one of your soaps. Yeah, sure. So I would even extend this the same information to like lotions and things like that. But when you're buying skincare products that have synthetic ingredients and certain preservatives in them, they're very drying on your skin. Um, They make you need to use them more and they in the long run can cause a lot of issues. Um, Like I'm, I'm so passionate about, being um, spreading information on lotions and creams because lotions and creams are water-based. They have preservatives in them. A lot of times they have fragrances. Same with soaps. 
um, and they can really be drying on your skin, cause eczema, and then you're thinking you need to use them more to try to solve that, and it just creates this really nasty um, cycle and feedback loop for people, and they're not even realizing what's going on. Um, the same thing with like lip balms, like our lip balm doesn't need to be used 20 times a day because it has good ingredients that are humectant and bring moisture into your lip rather than drying it out where you're constantly reapplying. Um, and so I've noticed personally making the switch to like organic natural products in every aspect of my life. Um, you need to use them less and they cause, you know, you have less like irritations and I'm so sensitive with fragrances and getting rid of those from your life can really benefit your endocrine system and do a lot of things that we probably aren't even fully aware of at this point because things like fragrances and other synthetic ingredients can really mm-hmm. wreak havoc on our, on our systems. Yeah. So it sounds like, you know, hemp products in general just work better with our system. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, um, we have that endocannabinoid system that takes those cannabinoids in and it just, it can really help maintain homeostasis and just so many other balances in our body. Sure. So let's go even further back in time. Um, what got you in, you know, cause you've been in business for what, eight years. Is that right? Six years. Six years. So, you know, go back seven, eight years from, from where we are right now. And, and what was the spark? What was the reason? How did you get, uh, into, uh, being in hemp? How did the healing rose begin? Sure. So, I started the Healing Rose pretty much right out of business school. So I went to Northeastern for my undergrad in business. And prior to that, like every Northeastern class I could take, every paper I could write was about cannabis. Um, I had fallen in love with cannabis in 2009 when I first started consuming in college. Um, I never was a drinker. I just was like, this is my medicine. This is the most amazing thing. And I just became... I was just in love with cannabis as soon as it came into my life. Um, in 2013, I went out to Colorado. I went to the High Times Cup out there, which is just like a huge cannabis festival with hundreds of vendors, and there's just weed everywhere. And that was r- right when uh, Denver had legalized cannabis. And I saw what was to come, that this cannabis industry, it was going to be here. It could be my future, and this could be like what I do for work. Right. Uh, so that was like my spark 10 years ago. Um, and then I just went through all my school and just being like, I'm going to be a cannabis entrepreneur, cannabis entrepreneur. It was always my vision. Um, and then when I got out of Northeastern, early 2016, I started working with Women Grow Boston and doing networking events in the cannabis space. Then 2016 summer, I dislocated my kneecap again, which was an injury I had done in basketball in high school. I had my like light bulb moment trying someone else's solve out on my knee. And then I just dove into the world of organic skincare formulations and saying everything I could about cannabis and pulling it all together so that we could just spread topicals near and far and spread the word about how helpful they could be and really make an impact on people's lives. With A lot of people weren't even talking about topicals before. I feel like right. um, I had gotten into it. I was like, I didn't even know you could really put it on your skin or take baths with it and put it on your lips and all the amazing benefits that come along with that. So cool. Yeah, I, I actually, so I'm going to date myself here a little bit, but in 1996, I went to the Cannabis Cup in Amsterdam. And so it was, cool. It was very cool. I got, a, you know, a lot of, you know, like uh, Don Worstaffer was there and, and a lot of people 
um, that were kind of early, early pioneers of, of not only the hemp movement, but also the cannabis movement. And back when wow. High Times was still, this is kind of before the internet was the internet. So it was like, you know, High Times was the outlet if you were a cannabis user. You, right. didn't, you didn't have like the dispensaries everywhere and all that stuff. So, and you had to go to Amsterdam to have a party. Uh, but now, yeah. you know, you can have a cannabis cup in so many different places. And uh, that's cool that you got to go to one in the States uh, early on. That's great. Um, what yeah, was, it, was, it was it was magical because they couldn't sell cannabis then, but they were able to give it out. <laughs> it's <was just> like <laughs> that is magical. giving it weed everywhere. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> that's incredible. It that's was. great. Um, so, so you, so I, I love that story. You heard you, the entire progression that you just mentioned. And then what's the very first product manufactured by the healing rose company way back when? So we were in our kitchen, um, our home kitchen, just formulating, making all sorts of products. But when we launched, we launched April of 2017 at mm-hmm. the new England cannabis convention. And we had three solves, two lip balms and a bath bomb. So that is what we came to the market with, and we almost sold out at Nikan, um, and we were like, we have something on our hands. And then I think within two weeks, we spent like almost all of our money on an office space in Andover and renovated it. And yeah, that was kind of how that whole, everything started really quickly. Amazing. And so fast forward mm-hmm. to now, and what's your best selling or most requested product that you sell? So we make this lemon ginger 4X herbal solve. Um, It accounts for at least half of our sales. And we make a lot of products. And this one product, I mean, people will buy four or five jars at a time. Um, It has 1,200 milligrams of CBD. And we also do Arnica and Calendula herbal infusions. So they're dried flowers that are soaked in olive oil and then extracted. And then we have lemon, eucalyptus, ginger, black pepper, and menthol. Um, And it's just like all this amazing synergy and um, magical, you know, concoction of all these things coming together to work to provide like inflammation and pain relief. So that product is people rely on that Mm -hmm. for like this normal quality of life. And the emotional feedback we get about it is means everything. That's why we do what we do. That's so cool. And and, and by the way, just a side note, like lemon and ginger to me, is one of the best combinations in so many things like lemon ginger tea amazing my daughter's juice company her logo is actually a lemon with a piece of ginger next to it (laughs) Um, so i just think that those two items go extremely well together so it's no surprise that your best selling item have them uh, in there yeah we won we've won several awards for it too or like competitions and it's just it's true, lemon and ginger. I like danced around the room. We discovered or we came up with the formula in 2017. I did a happy dance. I remember I was like, "This is it! <laughs> this wow. is it! This is it! This is the formula!" And it's. I mean, we're still hopefully gonna even come out with a new formula soon that will beat that one with CBG and CBD in a solve. Um, mm-hmm. But the lemon and ginger are just such a beautiful combo. So true. Uh, how many UFOs have you seen? <laughs> I don't think any in my life, fortunately. I wish I'd seen one. I know. There's there's time. There's time. Um, Okay. Yeah, there's time. So what is the best uh, concert or um, performance live that you've ever been to? Oh, my gosh. Well, I love Atmosphere. That's, like, my jam, which is a Midwest rap group. But I would say, like, the most fun I ever had was seeing Offspring. Oh. live 
And like, I wouldn't have anticipated it, but I was like, I know every single song and everyone in the crowd's jumping and screaming the lyrics. And I think that was probably the, the most fun I've ever had was that offspring. You got to keep them separated. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're like, I know all the lyrics to the song. Why do I know every word? How is this happening? So the leads, uh, I, uh, I've never seen them live. Uh, I love live music, but their lead singer, I forget his name now, but he's like a genius level uh, chemist or a genius level biologist. I, f- I forget which one, but he's massively educated. Um, and so the reason why the, he they called the group The Offspring was, you know, when you're talking about like uh, any kind of plant or animal uh, you know, family tree, right? You put two different mm-hmm. things together and here comes an offspring. So uh, I, the name is based in science too, which you'd never know by the so by the, the, the tone of the music or some of the lyrics or the words of the songs, but whatever. But um, I, I right. love I, I love having a couple of different levels to, to musical groups. That's a great one. Um, That's great. So this is something that I would ask, anybody who's in the industry. So I'm going to ask it to you. So, you know, CBD and hemp, you know, uh, I would say definitely in the last, I don't know, let's call it seven or eight years, the time, you know, right around the same time you've been in business has seen a huge uptick in, you know, it went from nobody knowing what CBD was to now you can see CBD for sale in places that you would never expect to see it for sale. You see it for sale, you know, in, in health food stores, but then you also see it for sale in hemp stores but then you see it for sale in like 7-Eleven and convenience stores mm-hmm. and other weird like gas stations. And and we know, you and I know, and a lot of, I'm sure everyone that works for you and people in the industry know that a lot of that um, CBD that's being sold isn't necessarily uh, the greatest quality. And mm-hmm. while I think that, you know, in a certain respect, if you, if CBD is out there a lot and people know about it, that you could argue that's a net positive but at the same time, all it takes is for a couple of people to have, you know, a less than great experience buying subpar CBD products to kind of, you know, tint their perspective on the overall product category. So with all mm-hmm. that being said, you know, I guess my, my question to you is, you know, how important do you think it is? Should that be allowed or should it be heavily regulated so that the junk can't be sold to people? Yeah, that's a great question. I lean away from regulations personally, like in my my own vision mm-hmm. of how the government should work. And I feel that just educating consumers and saying, hey, don't buy gas station CBD. Eventually, if they're not buying it, the gas stations will move on to something else. Um, I will say a lot of the gas stations right now are selling Delta 9 THC mm-hmm. edibles. Um, so the <laughs> CBD is probably like, old news to them at this point. They're like, I can sell Delta 9 because of a loophole in the hemp law. Um, right. Hemp can be, hemp, you know, does grow some Delta 9 THC in small amounts. It's being isolated out, put into products, and they're saying, hey, it's below 0.3, even though it has more THC in it than an edible at a dispensary. Um, so that is going to be regulated. Um, I'm not as worried about CBD at the gas stations as I am about THC (laughs) for sure and I'm sure legislators are going to feel the same way so I definitely see that coming in there's also synthetic cannabinoids that are coming out like HHC Delta 8 um, all these cannabinoids that actually get you high Mm -hmm. um, and they're dangerous 
a, a little boy just died from Delta 8 overdose. Actually, he had his mom had gummies and he oh like an entire God. bag. And no one's ever died from cannabis. I mean, you could argue that, I suppose, on certain cases. But like, this is a straight overdose because yeah. Delta 8 is synthetic. It doesn't work with our endocannabinoid system like a phytocannabinoid. Um, we start playing these scientific games. That's when regulators are going to come in and definitely start regulating because yep. it's inevitable. That's right. Uh, and and it's, it's really, unfortunately, all regulation is stem, stems back to control and money, right? It's just a... Yeah. If, there, if there's a, an angle to get in there and start to put some red tape around something um, and that's going to give them a greater level of control and influence on, on how to you know get the revenue into their pockets, they'll do that. So I'm with you on that one. So let's say somebody's walking around the great town of Newburyport, Massachusetts, and they think to themselves, oh, my God, I could really go for a cup of coffee. What's the best place and and you can pick, I'm not going to give any restrictions on what you give for an answer. It could be a chain or not, but what's the best place in that town to get a cup of coffee? Oh man. So there used to be this Plum Island Roasters that I'd send you, but yeah. they closed down, uh, unfortunately. So um, Starbucks is, is right there, but that's always like the easy option. Um, you know, that's kind of where I go. I'm unfortunately to say no. there is the coffee factory, um, but Starbucks' app makes my life so easy to order in Joe. But I used to go to Plum Island, um, and uh, there also used to be a coffee shop downtown that closed, the Battlegrounds. Yeah. So we used to go there. Um, the Angry Donut sure. is so good, and they have really good coffee. Um, and those, if you're looking for really crazy-looking donuts, they're really good there. Yeah, look, I love Starbucks. Uh, the bottom line, people can say what they want about it, but it's always good. It's always consistent. Um, yeah. And, and they and they they use really good ingredients with their even with their food. So uh, I, I'm a I'm a huge I know, fan. and it's not acidic. I can't do like really acidic coffee. Like it absolutely kills me. And their coffee's not. Yep. Like, it's so good. You. And I remember uh, Plum Island Roasters. I actually lived in Newburyport for a very short period of time a few years ago, and we used to take. A, it was during COVID, and we used to take walks down by the water and they were right there. So it was a perfect stop, grab a coffee, mm -hmm. keep going. I think they're putting a, a Mexican place in there or something like that. Yeah. They're putting the goat. Um, oh, the goat. Okay. Yep. Sure. Yep. Sure. Um, okay. So what book are you reading right now? Oh my gosh. I wish I was reading a book. Okay. That's fine. I've got an alternate work. question. I'm not, I usually okay. ask the question in a different way, but you sound like someone that would be a book reader, but let's, let's do it. This I know. Way I'm like, I, I, I usually am. <laughs> well, no, you know, cause you know, Northeastern, you know, obviously went to a great school, um, but let's do it this way. What's your favorite TV show right now? Oh, I just finished the center and that was really, really good. But if you're going to be like, what's your show that you watch all the time? Classic office. Like I'll just put on the office and it always can make me giggle and feel happy or Seinfeld. Actually, when I was pregnant, I watched Seinfeld um, for the first time ever through. And I was like, why is this show so good? Um, so I've been loving Seinfeld too. Both classics. I mean, and the thing about, so I watched every episode of Seinfeld probably more than once. Same with the office. So a couple of questions. First one mm -hmm. is, a big difference between those two shows is that one has a, there's a lot of differences, but one is one has a laugh track and one doesn't. Oh um, yeah. And, and how do you feel about like when you watch a Seinfeld episode now and you, and you hear the laugh track um, and it's really more, it's, it was a live studio audience, but they're telling them when to laugh. Right. 
you mm-hmm. think that takes away from the the comedy at all? Um, it's so great because you, you asked that because there's been shows that my fiance tried to have me watch in the past with laugh tracks and I'd be like, this, I can't do it. <laughs> um, and then and I was like, I was like really angry about it. And then I kind of got over it. And then with Seinfeld, um, I heard that Kramer used to get like really upset when the crowd would just like laugh hysterically. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoy looking at his face when the crowd's laughing because in some scenes you can see his annoyance. Yep. Yep. He's like, I'm just trying to act. Um, but, and I do like the, the live audience laugh versus a laugh track because with the laugh track, I can hear the same laugh. Oh my God. There are some shows from the seventies <laughs> and eighties that were so annoying. Like the Brady Bunch had the worst laugh track. Oh, and there was just, there was yeah. always that one like annoying laugh that, that stuck out and was the exact same every single time. And it's like, yes, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. When it's the repetitive ones, that will, that'll really hurt me. Yes. <laughs> and and one deep question about The Office. So, again, huge fan. I'm a huge fan of the British version as well. Totally different themes after the first season. But um, do you feel that the last uh, two seasons of The Office took away from the greatness of the show overall? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I definitely feel like Will Ferrell did. Like he's single-handedly. <laughs> Poor Will Ferrell <laughs> he's getting human. singled out. <laughs> yeah, like Will Ferrell, like absolutely destroyed a lot of that. Um, but you know, I feel like they—it's so hard to end shows, and they didn't do it as bad as Dexter did it okay. twice. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I. So you know, it it, it it is what it was. I wish that Steve Carell didn't have to have a spat and leave. Right. And it could have just ended how it should have, but yeah. you know, you can't control that type of stuff. But no. yeah, maybe they should have, they maybe should have ripped the bandaid off a little sooner. Yeah. I think that, you know, again, it all comes down to money a lot of cases. So I think that even though they had enough for syndication, if you're the network and you've got the number one comedy on TV yeah. and then, and really, you know, I agree with you. I think Will Ferrell definitely didn't. He didn't help it. Um, and, no. I'm, and I'm a Will Ferrell fan for the most part. But, yeah, I usually am too. <laughs> right? But I feel like, you yeah. know, and, and they were probably thinking, well, this is a home run. Like, we'll bring Will Ferrell in. We'll get, um, who is that guy that played Robert California? James Spader came in for a yeah, while. Yeah, You know, and I think yep. even who played the, the, there was a woman. Kathy um, Bates. Thank you. Kathy Bates. So they tried everything. They were throwing every celebrity at it. And they tried so hard. They tried so hard. And sometimes the harder you try, the worse it ends up. Um, so speaking yeah. of all these amazing celebrities, do you have any knowledge that a celebrity is a user of one of your products? Oh, um, that's a great question. I know um, what's her, uh, Emma Watson had bought our lip balm from the store oh, a few cool. years ago. So that was always cool. I was like, I love Harry Potter. Um, and we've, like Taylor Twelman, who used to play on like the Revolution, um, I like personally sure. that was an order with him. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm sure there's uh, like plenty of people we don't know. I always love driving around and wondering whose home our products are sitting in, since we sell a lot in Massachusetts. But yeah, I can't think of. I know we were selling to Tom Brady's um, like nutritionist for a while too. So I don't know oh, if it cool. got to Tom Brady, but those years ago, I just thought that was cool. Yeah. That's great. Um, it's cool that Hermione uses your product. I mean, that's yeah, that's, that's, what, I'd, that's what I'd run with. Um, all right, so <laughs> yeah. let's let's talk about movies. Uh, Mount Rushmore it has four 
ex-presidents up there um, on the side of a mountain. And I always like to ask a Mount Rushmore question. Um, and usually I would ask someone like you, you know, what are your the Mount Rushmore of hemp products or the Mount Rushmore of your own products? But that's boring. So instead, yeah. I'm going to ask you, what is your Mount Rushmore of movies? So if you had to pick four movies that would be forever remembered on the side of a mountain, what would they be? Oh, my gosh. That is a tough one in terms of, like, my favorites or, like, I guess just yes, iconic. This is, this is your this is your Mount okay. Rushmore, so you can pick any four you want. Okay. So I would definitely do um, American History X oh, because wow. Ed, Edward Norton's my, like, favorite actor of all time. Um, and then I'd probably put – oh, my gosh. I've never thought of, like, even my favorite movies for a while, but maybe um, – I love Pineapple Express. That was like the first movie that I watched and I realized I think I would be a future stoner. Amazing. So <laughs> I'd probably put Pineapple Express up there. Um, and then I'll throw up Breakfast at Tiffany's. Because wow. it's literally, it was my favorite movie growing up and in high school. I just love it so much. Um, and then a fourth one to round it out. Oh man, this is tough. Um, maybe, oh gosh, this is difficult. Oh, you know what? Um, everything, everywhere, all at once. Amazing. I'll throw in like a new one. That was like, I watched that movie five times in a row after I watched it. Like, I was like, I need to keep watching this. So, and it was epic. It's a newer one, but it's worth, it's, it's such a good movie. Okay. So let me just tell you, I've asked that question specifically about movies probably a dozen times. And that's the most... Uh, well-rounded list. I mean, American History X, Pineapple <laughs> Express, Breakfast at Tiffany's, and then everything, everywhere, all at once. That's an amazing list. So I love that's it. Thank to you. you. Absolutely. And you. Pineapple Express, I just watched it a few days ago, oddly enough, and I've seen wow. it a billion times. It is actually such an – people just think, oh, it's a stoner movie, but it's really such a clever, funny movie and the plot is it's actually so really it really is a great movie in general um so i highly recommend that and american history x i'm with you on ed norton two quick ed norton questions have you seen rounders mm -hmm. yes i've seen every movie okay Even. then have you seen glass onion <laughs> okay I, I lied that's the newest one i need to see it oh, so I haven't seen that. <laughs> he is he, he is perfect for that role i'm not going to give any spoilers because you have to watch it but yeah. he is – the first time I saw him, I forget the name of the movie. It was where he was being defended by a lawyer, and he played the lawyer. The, the People whole versus Larry Flint. What's it called? Was it like The People versus Larry Flint? No, or... no, no. It was the one where he was on trial for, like, murder, and his lawyer believed him that he was just, like, this um, – Simple yeah, person. the name's not coming to me, but yeah, and he's time to kill or something like that. I forget. It was yeah, a John Grisham so book, and it was the first big movie role he had, and it was like such an amazing performance. Okay, so we're down to our last two questions. Uh, second to last question: What's the next innovation for CBD and hemp? Is there anything new that you're creating that you can let us peek behind the curtain and let let us know what's next? Yeah, so. Really, CBD is going to be like kind of a term of the past, and it's going to be more just like hemp cannabinoids because mm. that's really what it's, the industry is moving towards. Um, we have like a CBG, CBD oil out right now, 
and we're coming out with a THCV and a CBN oil, two separate oils. Um, THCV is really like good for uplifting. It actually helps with controlling your appetite so you don't overeat. Um, and it can be just kind of like the anti-munchies versus how THC can cause munchies. Mm-hmm. CBN is really good for sleeping. CBG is really good for like uplifting and gut health. So like that is where our focus is and working with all these new cannabinoids. Still CBD is going to be like there working with these cannabinoids, but just finding ratios and doing it. We've already been doing a lot of R&D with these different cannabinoids and ratios and what works well. Mm-hmm. And just there's going to be more availability of these cannabinoids. Like CBC is going to be start becoming more available and <clears throat> CDL and all these other cannabinoids that we don't even necessarily quite know what they do yet. So there's, it's really just kind of like the tip of the iceberg. Um, when it comes to the industry, in my opinion. Very cool. Love to hear that. And the final and easiest question of all, um, for the folks in the audience here or listening at home, how can people find more about your company? How can they support the good work that you're doing there? Where can they find your products? Talk to me about your social media presence. What's the best way for somebody to, to start paying attention to The Healing Rose? Sure. So you can find us at thehealingroseco.com. So thehealingroseco.com. Um, we are pretty active on Instagram. <clears throat> We're shadow banned as a cannabis company or cannabis related. So you have to type in thehealingrose underscore to find us. Wow. <clears throat> That's fun. Yeah, I've been shadow banned for like five years. I'm trying to do an ad about our dog Rose. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun having an industry or business in this space. But then I, I'm on LinkedIn personally. So you can look up Laura Beamer on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. I post, I post a lot on there about the business and my personal life or personal business life. Sure. Um, and then we're on Facebook, the Healing Rose Boston. Um, we do have like a live chat feature on our website. You can give us a call at 978-409-1091 to talk to someone. We're always like willing to talk to you about what you're dealing with and help you with finding a product that you need. Very cool. So if somebody wanted to, no matter where they are, is there like a store locator on your website or what's the best way to figure out like, uh, or, or is it best just to go to your website in order? Like how, how does someone like buy that lemon ginger product you were talking about? If I wanted Mm -hmm. to buy that, what's the best way to do it? Sure. So if you're local to mass, we do have a lot of stores So you can hit us up and say, Hey, I live here. What's closest to me for a store. But you can order right on our website. We ship always within one business day. I have a, an amazing team that, that gets everything out very quickly. Um, so that's always the, the safest route. You can just go to the website, order right there. Mm-hmm. Um, we always have a coupon code going at the top that you can get like 10% off at least. Yeah, we ship right to you. Amazing. So I wish you could see the audience here because they are, they're on their feet. They're, they're <laughs> doing the wave. They've got big, wow. huge flags with with your logo on there. And I want to say thank you for all your, your, your time and effort, uh, building up your business, spreading the word of hemp. Um, it's great to, to talk to somebody who's, who's, uh, really behind such a great product and, uh, keep doing what you're doing. And thank you so much for being on the show. We really appreciate having you. Thank you so much, Ethan. I'm really grateful to be here and this is wonderful. And I love that you share my love for hemp. Absolutely. Absolutely. Have a great night. Thanks again. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye.